Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Unconventional Geek, where everything is geeky and always unconventional. Anyways, I am here today with myself. Yes, I am going to talk about myself. Actually, the things that I'm going to talk about are the things that I've done alone, my story of how I got to doing this podcast, and my constant struggle to always need to create something, but the feeling of not wanting to create it at the same time mainly from fears and other things. So, with that being said, let's just jump right into it. So let's start with my story and how I got to here. I've always created, right? I've always created things ever since I was young, or even, you know, just like, I grew up in a very creative environment. I was allowed to express myself and express everything that came along from it. With that being said, you know, there... There wasn't a time where I was ever told not to do something if it allowed me to pursue something that made me happy, as in the sense of creating something. I can remember way back from, like, when I was younger, I've always tried to, like, figure out how things worked and how to create things just in general. I loved drawing, painting, just finding new mediums. And when I found that I could draw on the computer, of course I wanted to do that. I was really big into drawing And at that time, I was big into drawing manga and anime style-ish. But I I saw that you could do it on the computer. And this was probably when I was like 10 or 11. This was a little bit ago. I remember one year while on vacation, I went to Savannah, Georgia with my mom. And this is after, you know, I've moved and my family's kind of more centralized in that at that point in my life. Uh, If you guys haven't been to Savannah, I recommend going. It's a very beautiful town, very historical, very muggy, though. I I don't say that with, you know, uh, out of spite. It's just really muggy. Like, ugh. While visiting, I just remember asking... What for my birthday that year for a tablet to draw on the computer, a Wacom, Wacom, whatever you want to call it. One of those tablets, right? I asked my mom and she says yes because, let's face it, I had a very spoiled childhood. I was able to ask for things and eventually I got them not in a bratty way, but more in a way where if I asked at the right times, I was able, I was more likely to get them. I could do chores to get them so like I could save up my own allowance, I guess, which was nice. But I didn't actually end up using that tablet until years later because my hand-eye coordination and discipline to actually like focus on something was really horrible. And it still is today. This podcast is turning out some- to be something that while I don't struggle to create it, I struggle to constantly do it I love doing them but it's a constant struggle and I'll get to that later down the road in this podcast right to get back to it I've always liked to draw on you know and I got this tablet that you know I've been given this opportunity to try drawing on the computer and I cannot use it to save my life of course tablets are not what they are today and you know I'm sure someone out there could have made it amazing but I just didn't like it I didn't like the delay that there was there wasn't that bad of a delay but there was a delay for sure that being said going forward I stuck to what I knew and that was creating like vectors and things like that because I could control it with a mouse and I could get the exact look I wanted or even photo manipulation I like doing that type of 
artwork on the computer. But when it came to like creating my own original artwork, I could never really do it as well as others could because, you know, I constantly compared myself to other. Wow, I just spiked. Anyways, I constantly compared my compared myself to others, and that that's probably where I get into the constant, always wanting to create, constantly not feeling like I can create it or am able to create what I want to create. So with that being said, you know, going towards all these other things. Let, let's let's fast forward a little bit. You know, I've gone through high school. I've created posters for Crime Stopper Awards. I've created a short film with a fellow uh, classmate for this other project, and that got an award. So, you know, it showed me that I could be creative, and I could actually potentially make something of it, but I never did. I always saw myself being in a technical field in the developer field i don't know why but that's where i've always seen myself maybe that's because i have this constant knowledge that hey developers make money so being a developer equals money (laughs) and while that's sad to say it's true i became a developer like if if i was to redo everything i would probably go towards and focus more on my art I would listen to myself a little bit more. Don't get me wrong. I love developing. But the issue is, is there's days where I don't want to get up and do it. Whereas if I was to tell myself, oh, I get to create something today. Like I get to fully create like a scratch work of art. This is awesome. Let's go do it. Is that thunder? I think I hear thunder. Anyways. With that being said, you know, I've always wanted to create things, so that that's that. Like it it this this thunder is insane, guys. I wish you guys could hear it better, but my mic definitely is not picking it up. Anyways, to to go forward, you know, I I would probably redo it, but I don't think that I would at the same time because then I wouldn't be who I am today. Maybe I would be even more of a dick or maybe I would be more successful. I don't know. But the one thing I do know is that I've always wanted to create stuff. No matter that be, that is in traditional sense or even in digital sense. And that's why I think coding's fine for me. It allows me to be analytical plus create something that users can use and interact with and actually get some feedback from. But to move forward, you know... So I went through some stuff in life, you know, I I was in a pretty solid place in my life where I thought I was going to end up marrying the person that I was talking to. And I had I thought I had everything figured out, you know, I was going to continue down this technical path and I was going to be amazing at it and nothing seemed like it could fail, right? Well, that relationship ended up not working out. And then brought me to a point in my life where at this current time is probably one of the lowest points I've been at. The job that I had just landed six months later, they tell everybody in this office that they're laying off three-fourths of the entire office. And since I was one of the newest people to come in, maybe I just didn't contribute much. But I I, I would like to 
assume that it was because I was newer, you know, that I got laid off. And I was like, well, crap. I didn't get another job for almost four months after. Maybe even five. And it was very... Like, you know, going from a point where you think you have everything figured out to you don't have a job, a steady source of income, and you have to rely on your family to back you up. Like, I'm lucky I had my family to even be there for me when that happened. But it allowed me to see that I I enjoyed creating things. I enjoyed doing these things. And it was wonderful. So... Going forward, you know, I ended up wanting to vlog. Like, it was something I started getting into watching. And, like, I've always wanted to create a YouTube channel. I just don't have the content to put up there. At least that's what I thought at the time, right? With that being said, you know, I went, tried to go towards vlogging and tried to start a YouTube, YouTube, a YouTube channel. But I had actually just gotten a job. And, you know, I think I talked about this in a video on why I started creating YouTube videos, actually. And that video does sum it up in the sense that I just always want to create something. Actually, I don't even know if that video says that. So here I am making YouTube videos, and then I started streaming. And it has something to do with I like video games. And it allows me to create content at the same time. It's not like YouTube where I have to spend five hours creating one video. After doing a full day's worth of work, right? I thought that would be easy. And I don't know when I say easy. I don't know what I'm looking for when I say easy. I'm not really expecting to make money off of this. And it's nice to be able to say I've made some money off of this. But I don't think that is what I was trying to do. So I literally just spent the last like 30 minutes editing. to realized that the second half of this podcast is just poof, gone. So enjoy this sponsor real quick. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Or am I mid-roll sponsor? All right, so let's, let's try to pick up because that means you guys, gosh, there's so much that you guys missed. There's so much that you guys missed. All right, welcome to the second half of the episode. I I think that's where I'm going to kind of end my story is I do these just to have fun, right? And I love creating things. And it kind of transitions into, you know, this constant need for always creating things and not creating them. I always feel like I need to create them. Because there are always ideas just popping up in my head like boom, 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 boom. But, you know, at the same time, I, I sit on the couch and I just watch Netflix all day for a whole weekend. It, it's like I start to wonder, is this depression or is this just me trying to be a perfectionist in my head, trying to figure out exactly what I want or, oh, no, I can't do that because I don't have X, Y, Z. And... I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. And I'm hoping some of y'all get inspired by what I'm telling y'all because it, it happens to everyone. 
you you get in this funk where you just don't feel like you can create even though you know that you've created time and time again i just hope that this kind of inspires someone i know it's not like the greatest come up story or whatever but i don't really have a come up story you know i make content for the 400 people 414 people that subscribe to my youtube channel the 200 some odd twitch followers i have the 85 people that listen to this podcast and the 37 that listen to each episode roughly, you know, averages out. But, you know, I I do this because I enjoy doing it. It gives me an outlet. And the way that I got into podcasting was, you know, I was playing games with a group of friends that always play Destiny together. And I'm asking questions. And he's like, what are you, creating a podcast? You know, something along those lines. I'm sure there was much. Actually, no, it was probably along those lines. And he was like, no, really, you should create a podcast. You ask so many questions. And I was like, I can't tell if you're joking or not because we're a bunch of assholes. But, you know, it's it's those things that help other people to inspire because, you know, after I started thinking about it, I was like, well, I want to do X, Y, Z with it. But then I put it on pause because I was doing vlogging and then I started streaming. So then I just like, you know, said, I'm not doing a podcast until I get this mic, until I get X, Y, Z. And that's part of that creation, like the perfectionism in there because I had heard this mic already. By the way, for those who are wondering, it's the Shure SM7B that I have. And I love this sound signature. I literally pulled it out of the box. I haven't even tweaked it. I just love this sound signature. The The constant need to always create and constantly like fulfill something I don't know if I'm fulfilling it for y'all. I don't know if I'm fulfilling it for me. That's what goes through my head when I get this like feeling of why am I even creating this? What if I just gave it all up and just sat here and watched TV and half the time I end up just sitting there and watching TV? So why I create it, it's because I want to. Really, really. I'm I'm like a repeating record right now. So let's end that story there and segue into doing things alone because I think my constant need to always create and like trying to get that approval from y'all or from whomever also stems into this of doing things alone. I can do things alone. I hate doing things alone though. And the reason why, probably just my upbringing. Like when I was in high school, I always had friends around me that I would go do things with. If I was going to the mall, going to the grocery store because I would go get groceries for the the house while my mom worked and, you know, I I got off of school. She'd leave me a list. I'd be like, okay, cool. And I'd go and grab the groceries. Well, I always had this friend that I would go and grab the groceries with. And that's not the only thing that we did together, but we would hang out and chill after we got groceries. It's just so mind-blowing to me because getting groceries is actually a fun memory for me. It's not this like dreadful experience that some people have. And that's the reason why I hate doing them alone. It's it's like I just have so much fun doing things with other people that it seems like no matter what I'm doing, I'll always have fun with that person. And that's why it's hard for me to do things alone. So let me take you on a recent trip down what was the most interesting time of me doing something alone. And that is, I broke the forbidden rule. Never go to the movie theaters on your own. 
I don't know who's crazy enough to do this on a daily, but never go to the movie theaters by yourself. Or, you know, do. If you enjoy it, go do it. But for me, I always had this role of not going to the movie theaters by yourself. Like, I just don't like it. Like, I couldn't get over the concept of going to the theater by yourself and doing something by yourself, like seeing a movie. And I think the reason why is because you you can't chat and interact after the fact and discuss the movie. Or you can't, you know, like all these ideas might pop up in your head, but then they're gone, at least for me, because I have horrible memory retention. They're gone until, unless I like sit there and think about them for 30 minutes straight. So... The movie was Fantastic Beasts 2. I I don't remember the full name of it. But I decide, all right, I really like the first one, and this is a movie I really want to see, and I don't want to wait for it to come out on DVD to just watch it in my apartment. So I get a ticket. It's at a really, like, you know, you reserve your seat. It's a Dolby Atmos Theater or Dolby Experience Theater certified, blah, blah, blah. Anyways... I pick like, you know, dead center of the movie theater because the seats are grouped in twos. Like it's grouped for dating. This is how movie theaters are set up, right? And this is why I don't go to the movie theaters by myself. Not even dating, just for groups of twos. So anyways, I go to the theater. I sit down in the middle seat. I'm there all early. I'm watching previews. And then halfway through the freaking preview, someone walks in. Okay, no big deal wrong anyways i'm like please don't sit next to me there's no reason for you to the movie theater is empty you know i just had this hunch that they were going to sit down next to me and surely enough they did and they had some horrible bo like if you're going to the movie theater and you work a, a a job where you get bo or you just have bo carry a stick of deodorant with you or put some on right before you go in the theater. I don't know. It it just bothered me. Like, if you're going to the theater alone and you might s- potentially sit next to someone, or even just out in general, put on some deodorant. I think I've been saying B.O. But anyways, put on some D.O. D.O., B.O., C.O. Put on some D.O. Because nobody wants to smell you. And honestly... It didn't ruin the movie for me, but it just felt weird having this person I never met sit next to me when the theater was clearly not full. And I don't know. I get weird feelings from people when I I, I sit next to them. I can't talk to them and get to know them before sitting next to them. Like even sitting on an airplane, I don't like sitting next to people, but I know I have to. So I tolerate it. And I'm not saying it degraded from the movie experience. The movie was fantastic. I loved it. But literally, this person could have sat anywhere in the theater, basically. Like, there's middle seats, one row up and one row below. But I guess he told the person at the booth he didn't care or something because, no, he chooses the seat right next to me. Like, what the heck? I just want to be left alone. The one time I want to do something alone and I choose a place where you go generally with someone else and choose a seat in a pair and you choose the seat right next to me. Like, anyways, that's my controversy with this because, you know, 
I did not expect it to go that well, but at the same time, I didn't expect it to go that horribly. I don't know. It's a mixed bag, and some people are like, that's not horrible at all. But like I said, I like doing things with other people. So there's that. Nah, just deal with it. Anyways, I think I'm going to leave you guys with a couple questions today. What inspires you to create or to watch people who create? What also is your story of doing something alone if you don't like doing something alone? Or that if you don't like doing something with people and you had to go do something with people, what's your story? Let me know on any of the platforms. The Discord's always open. You can go to the website at unconventionalgeek.am. Yeah, and like always, stay unconventional.